This is Ari Kaplan, and I'm speaking today with Jared Kuselia, the founder and CEO of True Staffing Partners, a leading e-discovery and cybersecurity staffing agency. Hi, Jared. How are you? I'm great, Ari. Thanks for having me. My privilege. So tell us about your background and the genesis of True Staffing Partners. Sure. Uh, True Staffing Partners was born in 2010. We just had our seven-year anniversary. And I had had a bit of a history staffing specifically in the e-discovery marketplace for about seven years before I started my own company. And we started True Staffing Partners really to give a white-glove kind of service to managing the careers and companies of people in the e-discovery vertical in the law firm, corporate, service provider, consulting firm space, and even some of the government agencies. We've since then acquired another staffing company, uh, the Kennett Group, which became our cybersecurity staffing division, and now we are truly dual-disciplined e-discovery, cybersecurity, staffing, and career management. What trends are you seeing in talent acquisition and management in e-discovery and cybersecurity? Yeah, very uh, interesting trends, trends that are in parallel but not uh, temporally at the same time. For example, um, the trends right now in cybersecurity are what I experienced staffing in e-discovery between early 2000 and call it 2004, that period being a very wild, wild west time for e-discovery staffing. Uh, And we're seeing that happening right now in cybersecurity. So what does that mean? Really high demand, really low supply of talent. Uh, There are about 70,000 CISSPs in the United States, and yet there are about 92,000 open jobs for people with a CISSP certification. So high, high demand, not enough supply. Uh, A CISM, for example, is the greatest supply-demand ratio deficiency with about 10,000 CISMs available in the country, but 32,000 jobs that require that certification. So cybersecurity, though, it is bigger than e-discovery, about 10 times bigger. We estimate that cybersecurity will be about a $170 billion industry by 2020, and e-discovery will be about a $17 billion industry. Even though they're very different in terms of size, e-discovery is a more mature industry And over the last 20 years, we've seen it mature to a point where the trends now are what I expect the trends to be in cybersecurity 10 to 15 years from now. In cybersecurity, the trends are mass, mass demand at every level, whether you're a threat analyst, uh, someone in the governance compliance section, you're a risk or IT auditor, you're in uh, a SOC center, uh, you're in, in event management, you're an incident responder. There's jobs out there for you. You have a lot of opportunity out there for you. And quite frankly, a lot of e-discovery vendors are now trending towards moving into that vertical and developing practices in cybersecurity in order to compete with a very fractured vendor marketplace in cybersecurity. The New York Times says there's a cyber 500, 500 different vendors that deal in cybersecurity across what True Staffing Partners is calling the cybersecurity reference model, uh, which actually comes before the e-discovery reference model. And uh, meanwhile, in e-discovery, the trends are very different. Um, there's been a lot of consolidation. There's massive commoditization. Uh, what the you know high demand, low supply no longer exists. In fact, so much so that the demand in e-discovery is not quite as high as the supply is right now, which has led to a drastic shift in what's happening in e-discovery staffing and hiring. And that's a move towards contract staffing. And not just for contract attorneys. We're talking contract project managers, analysts, programmers, um, 
data technicians, forensic examiners, many of our clients in all verticals have now taken advantage of having more supply than demand and can now pick and choose and leverage when and how long they want to hire people. And the beauty of it is this gig economy that eDiscovery is moving towards aggressively in the last few years is something that the talent is embracing as well. And we find that over 43% of Americans are now working on contract, and that's now starting to affect the e-discovery marketplace. And people are finding that it's a very lucrative way to reinvent themselves and move their careers in a different direction, get exposure to lots of different projects and people, as opposed to being embedded in just one client. So those are just some of the trends I'm seeing as we kind of correlate the two verticals. Does the e-discovery gig economy appeal to a certain generation? Uh, yes and no. Um, in some ways, it appeals to all generations, but for different reasons. So certainly for the millennial generation, they love this, right? They have uh, a desire to sample lots of different things, to try lots of different bosses, and this allows them to do that. On the flip side, you're also seeing a lot of veterans in the e-discovery space who've hit somewhat of a concrete ceiling uh, where there is no management opportunity. I mean, we see less than 7% of the jobs in the marketplace are directors or manager level positions in e-discovery. And the only reason that's on a slight uptick from about 3% in 2012 is because a lot of those people are reinventing themselves into other areas that are now commanding leadership, like information governance, like uh, artificial intelligence, like uh, deep data analytics in legal. And people that have reinvented have been able to move into leadership roles in somewhat tertiary dis disciplines, cybersecurity also being one of them. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the trajectory for most is uh, nowhere. And so what do they do if they want to reinvent? Well, this is a pathway for them. They can go and get different projects and parachute in and be a consultant somewhere for six months as opposed to having to find a law firm or a corporation that needs a full-time e-discovery manager for 365 days a year for 10 years. That demand is diminished. And part of the reason it's diminished, Ari, is because the corporations and law firms are pushing more work out to the vendors, so the jobs are going to the vendors, and the vendors are consolidating, so they're squeezing out that middle layer of management and leadership so what do these people do? They turn to contracts and are leveraged accordingly. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. So can you just cite a handful of the leading roles in e-discovery and cybersecurity that are in greatest demand? Sure. Well, there's no doubt that the greatest demand in e-discovery are project managers. It's dipped a little bit in the last year because we've seen so much massive consolidation in the vendor side. And quite frankly, because we uh, last year at Tree Staffing Partners only had two job orders from our AMWA clients, and we have a lot of them, but we only had two job orders from AMWA clients that were add the staffs. All our other job orders from AMLA clients were replacements for people who left. So AMLA is not really adding the staff unless there's a departure. The vendors all merged and kind of are waiting for the dust to settle in order to then hire more project management aggressively. But traditionally, over the last five years, I would say project managers in e-discovery maintain anywhere between 45%, and I think this year they were at an all-time low at 29% of the demand and movement in the job market. Uh, second to that, sales staff. Um, there is always a high demand and low supply of really skilled, seasoned 
business development professionals in the e-discovery vertical. And if you're an e-discovery professional who maintains a book of business consistently for multiple years north of $3 million a year, you are highly marketable out there. People want to talk to you. They want to bring you on board. Um, Second or third to that, I would say in e-discovery, there's still a demand for analysts, what we'll call the less client-facing and more technology-facing professionals, but the demand is almost exclusively on the service provider side. There are handfuls of law firms that are still insourcing uh, experienced technical talent, but for the most part, those jobs are at service providers. Um, and they're in demand only because of the volume necessary for vendors to now provide 24-7 service to their Amlaw and Fortune client base, uh, whereas maybe they could have hired one person at $120,000 that was a jack of all trades. They now need three of those people at one-third the salary each in order to support a lot of managed service contracts and a lot of global 24-7 operations and cases. Uh, so those have been the major trends in e-discovery. With cyber, it, I mean, it literally is everything. If you are involved in cyber, there is demand. Um, some of the highest demand certifications are some of the ones I named earlier, a CISSP, a CISM, CISA. If you are an uh, IT data and security auditor, you are in high demand. Um, CISOs is an interesting one because everyone kind of, a uh, chief information security officer, everyone kind of wants to be a CISO. Um, but we have a, a, a joke here at the office that, you know, how do you spell CISO? S-C-A-P-E-G-O-A-T. And uh, that's because we get a lot of CISOs who come to us out of work because they've had a breach. And there are a lot of breaches out there. And sometimes it's the CISO's fault and sometimes it isn't. And uh, often these CISOs find themselves in somewhat of bureaucratic roles rather than technology roles. And I think that's been challenging for a lot of CISOs out there in the marketplace to experience that, which is why cybersecurity has become more and more of a business problem for the Fortune 1000 as opposed to a technology problem first and foremost. And the ones that have kind of made that pivot as CISOs and have gotten that buy-in at that level and, and have pivoted their careers in that level are still in very high demand and having a lot of success. The ones that are kind of hiding behind the technology and trying to solve problems that way, I think are going to have challenges moving up vertically as cybersecurity takes more of a business issue in the Fortune 1000 and the AMLOC 200 plus for that reason. But in cyber, if you're a threat analyst, incident responder, um, you know, SOC professional, um, anybody in the data governance area that's involved with policy creation and the intersection of privacy and compliance is in high demand right now. The salaries are all over the boards. There's really a lack of standardization, and you'll find people paying wide ranges for people of those skill sets depending on their geography. Your company has published its key recommendations over the past few years in its True Tips Guides. Can you share a few of the highlights that members of the legal community can apply to their work and careers? Sure. Yeah. So our, our True Tips books are actually a compendium of the tip of the week and a top three that we list in our Hot Jobs newsletter that goes out every week to everyone in our constituency. And uh, it, these books are combined, so if anyone wants one, reach out to us. We'll send them to you. Um, they're chronological, so you can kind of follow the history of our advice to the industry and some of the trends, like top three trends that we're seeing happening in a very real-time way. And um, I love it because it's a quick flip book to have by your bedside table and get a moment of inspiration from, open it randomly, or really follow the chronology from years past and see how things have been prophetic or, or not. Um, for me, 
if there were a couple of things I would impart under the community at large that are recurring themes that happen throughout our True Tips book, I would say the first and foremost that's most important specifically for e-discovery professionals is reinvention. There's an ongoing theme of you have to be willing to reinvent. Um, and I, I use myself as an example. It was really scary saying, hey, listen, we're going to now you know, buy this other company and make this pivot and really learn a whole new discipline of cybersecurity and really be as good at representing those professionals as we have been for the last you know, five years at my company and 15 years in my career in e-discovery. Really scary. It takes a lot of investment uh, financially, time, intellectual curiosity, and it's the best decision I've ever made. And I really have to encourage everyone out there to be open to, ready, and willing to reinvent yourself constantly. I mean, this industry, e-discovery, has changed every three to five years, if not faster, and it's going to continue to do so, and potentially not in a way where the skills of the last 10 years are as um, vertically mobilizing or financially mobilizing as they have been. It's going to take new skill sets to move into different areas and succeed and move up and potentially move out. And that's a recurring theme in these books. Other than that, there's a lot of great interview tips. And I love to say to people, the biggest one that always comes back is, interviewing is not your best impromptu self. Interviewing is all about preparation. And that's what we do here at True. You know, our value add is not just our industry expertise in cyber and e-discovery, but really the art of interviewing and the art of representation. And the kind of work that needs to be put into the interview is something that you don't get taught in school, and a lot of people have never used an agent or had to look for a job. They've just found them on their own or applied to things online. It's a different world now, and I'm a firm believer that everyone deserves and should have representation because it's not just about the connectivity that we create. It's about the preparation that we help on both the client and candidate side. And it goes both ways, right? It's about talent being prepared and knowing what questions to ask, what questions are going to be asked of them, what not to ask on an interview. But it goes to the client as well in terms of really coming up with a, a well-thought-out approach to garner the information that you're looking for from the interviewee with the right set of questions, with the right tonal approach. Um, and those are recurring things that happen throughout the True Tips book and are important too because I don't think there's a lot of resources for people to go to find that kind of advice and guidance. This is Ari Kaplan speaking with Jared Caselia, the founder and CEO of True Staffing Partners, a leading e-discovery and cybersecurity staffing agency. Jared, thanks so much. Thanks for having me, Ari.